The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. A group attempting to unravel what happened at the Enrichment Foundation has obtained the nonprofit's financial records. The Enrichment Accountability Project, made up of groups that previously worked with the nonprofit, received 300 pages of financial documents after making a Freedom of Information Act request, according to NBC12. The group plans to make them public. Enrichment functioned as a fiscal agent for about 80 organizations in the area, providing financial services and allowing them to fundraise without 501c3 status. Attorney General Jason Miaris has said his office is looking into the organization's apparent collapse last summer. Hemp retailers will have to take some intoxicating hemp products off their shelves under legislation passed by the General Assembly yesterday. The new rules, set to go into effect July 1st, include amendments from Governor Glenn Youngkin allowing the sale of full-spectrum CBD products. Those products contain THC but don't get users high, a combination Republican Senator Emmett Hanger compared to his Aunt Bessie's rum cake. Well, it wasn't going to get you intoxicated because there was a whole lot more sugar and flour and eggs and all that other stuff in there besides the rum. Lawmakers initially passed the legislation in February with bipartisan votes. Youngkin made small changes to the bill to address concerns from the hemp industry. Some Democrats argued the rules contained loopholes that would still allow intoxicating hemp products to be sold. A class action lawsuit has been filed against the United Network for Organ Sharing. The suit, which was filed by a California resident, claims the Richmond organization hasn't addressed racial disparities in who receives kidney transplants, according to the Richmond Times-Dispatch. UNOS announced last year it would change how it decides who is placed on transplant wait lists. For six months after the announcement, the organization took no action. But in January, UNOS told affiliated hospitals they have until 2024 to adjust wait lists, minimizing the disparity. Access to the abortion-inducing medication Mifepristone is uncertain after two contradicting federal court decisions in Texas and Washington. But healthcare professionals in Virginia say they'll continue to supply the drug unless instructed otherwise by the FDA. As Whitney Evans with VPM News reports, they also say that medication-assisted abortions will still be accessible even if Mifepristone is taken off the market. Virginia League for Planned Parenthood and other abortion providers would shift from the two-dose regimen of mifepristone and misoprostol to a misoprostol-only method. Jamie Lockhart, executive director of Planned Parenthood Advocates of Virginia, says the change would be just as safe but could result in increased negative side effects. There is some concern about some increased bleeding and cramping, and so some people may then choose to have abortion procedures instead, but want to be clear that it's incredibly safe and effective as well. Virginia's Planned Parenthood says 65% of its patients who choose to end their pregnancies take mifepristone, which the FDA has approved until week 10 of pregnancy. The nonprofit provides about a third of abortion services in the state. The U.S. Justice Department appealed a Monday ruling by a federal district court judge in Texas that pulled the FDA's 22-year-old approval of mifepristone. The ruling is on hold for now. 
Whitney Evans, VPM News. A Virginia State Bar Subcommittee Tuesday voted to reprimand Chesterfield County Commonwealth's attorney, Stacey Davenport. In February 2022, Davenport issued a press release detailing John Howard's then-upcoming trial, where he was charged with first-degree murder. The release refers to the brutality of his crime, despite a body not having been found. Both the local media coverage that followed as well as the press release itself potentially affected the jury pool. Howard was found guilty but died prior to sentencing. Davenport, who cooperated with the investigation and has no previous disciplinary history, was elected to her post in 2019. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.